This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 72, with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. man i'm fantastic how are you doing man well now i can't say fantastic because you just did oh you can come up with another describing word i'm terrific terrific there you go that's terrific that's good man yeah well you know i'm a good liar oh what what sorry my mic was cutting out yeah uh, 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 so we'll see you at lunch well, why are you so not terrific? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Today we went out to a like a retreat center and took pictures. A retreat center that is for sale and took a bunch of pictures of everything that needed to be fixed. Like you and Jackie? No. Good question. No. Me and a coworker. A coworker and I. Not that you and Jackie need to be fixed. No, we needed to we didn't take pictures of everything that needed to be fixed on us. Yeah, because I, I realized that probably didn't come out so nice. Yeah. No. I, I meant, like, you and Jackie and the kids, or was this a work thing? It's a work thing. It's a work okay. thing. My boss is thinking about buying a retreat center oh. um, for a training, uh, to turn it into a training center. For your work or to, like, rent it out? Um, that's undecided. I mean, it would be, it would be for my work, but I think it would be a different company, but we'd all be working the same. I don't know. Okay. So Regardless, we had to go out there and take pictures of everything that like all the buildings, if there was any mildew mold, if there was roofs that need to be replaced, fascia board and stuff like that. Wayne's coat. Did it need to happen? Oh my, yes, there's a lot that needs to be replaced. I mean, you're mm. talking you're talking about a lot of money. Do you think it's going to go through? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Um I don't know what I don't know what his spending limit is. You know, like you got to pay so much to get the property, but then to fix up all the buildings and everything and have you would have to have a maintenance crew out there. Mm. the whole time like the whole time you owned it i think so i don't know anyway so what were you up to oh i thought you said no 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 so i got quiet because i didn't know why you're yelling no 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 yeah i thought maybe someone was in there like stabbing you or you're mad at me right maybe i was taking pictures of everything that was wrong with me no 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 why belly why there's so much i need another digital camera roll of film is that what you're gonna say yeah but i was like our listeners won't know what that is our <laughs> listeners don't know what rolls of films are yeah there my friend posted a picture of a twinkies box and the kid was writing you know the the twinkies like the cowboy person sits on top of the twinkie on the box sure oh you don't know that well i if i saw it maybe oh well the kid didn't know they were like what are these yellow things Oh, well, I think I would know what they were. That's sad. I prefer golden cakes. Have you heard had golden cakes? Are they just like the Aldi version? No, and I find that offensive. No, well, they're the little they're the little <laughs> Debbie version of Twinkies. 
What, do you, like, own stock in Aldi? And We would never have our own version of Twinkies. What? <laughs> I like Aldi. What? I like Aldi. Dude, Aldi's the only way I survived. We we need some of those down here. We don't have any. Well, I wasn't knocking Aldi. We have... Brand of cakes. We have the salvage store down here. That's where you buy food? At the salvage store? Oh, yes. It's just like it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> we opened up some Teddy Grahams the other day, and we said, these are going right to the pig. Why? I said, where did you get these? The salvage store. Then why go there? So, well, sometimes you don't get, you know, stale food. Why is it called the salvage? Like, it sounds, it sounds bad. They salvage the extra food. Do you guys also go to a regular grocery store? You know, sometimes. Okay. Do I need to send a care package? You may. You may. For the kids, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Think about the children. (laughs) So we were in the foster care meeting, and uh, the lady was like, I don't remember you. And I was like, well, we've been here. And she she was like, yeah, hmm. And uh, she said, where do you guys live? And we told her. She said, oh, okay, yeah. I said, yeah, that's a little bit ways away from here. And for some reason, she was like, oh, you got to be nice to me because I'm probably going to be your, you know, your home development rep. And I turned to her and I was like, well, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And she, anyway, I don't, I forget why I'm even telling this story. I'm not sure. (laughs) You're just like, I need to tell somebody this is the outlet I'm going to (laughs) use. The way you said, the way you said, I'm not sure. It's like you were looking around for a piece of paper, like, what, what is he doing? This isn't in the notes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, I don't know. what. Where were you out of town? Tell me what you were doing. Oh, Jennifer and I went to St. Louis to visit my sister and brother-in-law and niece. So that was fun. We got we um, celebrated her birthday early since we we weren't going to be there for her actual birthday. Who, Jennifer, your niece or your sister? Uh, my niece Ava. She's going to turn two in a couple weeks, and so I got her a Hulk mask, of course, and Hulk hands. Right. Yes. So she and it just it warmed my heart when she put them on and let me take pictures and like oh I'm doing I'm doing good I'm doing right by her. You know, I'm I'm spreading the good news. Yeah, and then Jennifer gave her like leopard print tutu, and <laughs> wow, so Jennifer also felt like she was doing right by her as well. Clearly, I mean but, that's yeah. Did your sister feel that way? Oh yeah, yeah. Sarah knows that I'm always gonna get gifts that she probably doesn't want for her. We kind of made that known as right. soon as she got pregnant, because my dad and uncles they all did that for us kids. Like, they would try and find the loudest toy or loudest gun or or something that would annoy the parents more so, but the kids would have fun. And we'd go back and forth with getting these loud toys and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, there's a couple in my house. I'm like, can't we get rid of this? We don't have a one-year-old anymore. Oh, I need ideas. You have to let me know. Okay. There's this tractor thing that makes a lot of noise, and then and it rolls so you can step on it and kill yourself. And then also there's this ladybug thing with a lot of buttons. 
and like all the buttons first of all you got like six buttons and then you have like a different setting so you got like four different settings so the six buttons make all different noise it's terrible mm. yeah what we should do is i'll do just a send salvage. yeah we should do a salvage trade i'll send some food down in a box and you guys send me your old toys well make sure it's badly sealed and out of date Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm only going to give you the stuff in the cabinets that we're not eating anymore. Right, I mean, I, I need to have those those old fat-free Oreos. I found something in the fridge, some kind of dip or sauce or whatever that was 2010. Like, ooh. I did throw that in the trash, otherwise I'd send that to you. I'd just, I'd give it to the pig. Why would... That's, that's cruel and unusual. He loves everything that we don't... It's called slop for a reason, man. Yeah, but four years old slop? Yeah, sure. Come on. Aren't you going to eat this pig eventually? No, I'm not allowed to. It's my friend. Oh. Well, what your friend doesn't know. <laughs> he came by and visited the pig on Saturday. <laughs> and he was like dangling his fingers in front of the pig. I'm like, dude, I know he was your pet, but those look like carrots, man. Don't, yeah. Don't do it. And, like, as the thing was, like, grunting up and walking over to him, he's like, man, I can't believe I used to sleep with you. And I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, he's going to eat you. <clears throat> yeah, no, no good no good on the piggy. So, Dude, but whenever we go to St. Louis, we always stop by Books a Million in Terre Haute, Indiana. Okay. And then we stop at another Books a Million in St. Louis. Because they always have these eighty percent off sales on trade paperbacks. Oh, what did you? What'd you pick up? Oh, what didn't I pick up? Oh my! But I got, I probably got twelve or thirteen books, maybe for eighty bucks. Wow, dude! And they give me a discount um, from when I was a teacher. They gave me a teacher card, so then they give me another twenty percent off. So I just you, like so eighty percent plus twenty percent. That's free, right? Well, some books were 80%. It's it's up to 80%. But oh. I, I got the Avengers versus X-Men trade for, I think it was $16, the hardcover. Wow, that's like a $29, $39 book. Uh, that's like a $49, $59 book. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Dude, every time I get... Books a Million has this new store, like a used store owned by the same company called Second and Charles. Have you heard of this book? We have one, too. <laughs> Did you just turn into Morbius? <laughs> we have one, too. It's so cool. It is, but I still can't bring myself to buy anything. I'm like, ah, $7.99. I think I could do better. <laughs> oh, you can you got to watch the deals, man. Well, I mean, of course, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. You can get trades for 40% off, and I've seen things up to 70% off there. Uh, it's fantastic. They're our sponsor. I have to say that. But anyway, I use them all the time. Go to DCBService.com and place your order, all your pre-orders, two months in advance, and you can get... 40-50% off on all your Marvel books. Why pay $3.99? Why in the world pay $4.99 for a Death of Wolverine book when you could be paying $2.50? I know. <laughs> Goodness Christ. <laughs> you sound like Joan Rivers. I thought I sounded like Morbius. And Joan Rivers. After You sound like Joan Rivers after Morbius was done with her. Oh, poor Joan Rivers. Were you a fan? Uh, I, I she she often said 
what I was thinking. <laughs> like, I can't say that. <laughs> so but she was very clever. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was. To be able to think on your toes like that, whether it was nice or not, you have to be able to appreciate that she's, like, on it, you know? Um, yeah, well, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. I mean, I, it was interesting that she died right after she said some bad stuff about the Obamas, but other than that. And on Beyonce's birthday. Oh, did she die on Beyonce's birthday? That's what they're, yeah, they're like, oh, she said mean things about the Obamas, then Beyonce had her birthday and killed her. What? Who, like, one of those is a conjecture, and the other one's a wild speculation. Like, oh, it just... yeah, they're not saying Beyonce killed her, but oh, wow. she said some stuff about Jay-Z and Beyonce and Obamas. and. Oh, did she say some stuff about, who's Jay-Z, they're, are they married, Jay-Z and Beyonce? Yeah. Jay, yeah. Jay, what's his name, Jay-Z? Jay-Z, it's just a letter after the J. <laughs> not, not, not a long thing to try and remember. <laughs> I used, I said today, <laughs> I walked into an office of a girl that I think is hip, or she tries to be hip, I don't know. Oh, Andy, if you have to say she's hip, you're definitely not hip. <laughs> okay, so... She's hip. She's groovy. <laughs> so... I walked in there and I, I, this was very embarrassing. I like walked into her office and tripped on the carpeting. Like I didn't fall, but I definitely took a one, you one of those big steps, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, man. And so I was embarrassed. I was like, well, that's what I get for shuffling. I'm just shuffling around here every day. I'm shuffling. And she, (laughs) she looked at me and she she was like, no, you did not. (laughs) (laughs) so wait was uh st louis was it destroyed by the riots oh that was about 15 minutes from where sarah lives so um, i mean it's over now right i haven't seen it on the news yeah it's over it's done they you know i'm sure they got a lot done i'm sure right yeah they're like trash stuff and got stole everything that they wanted so they're done yeah, well, I I feel bad because I forgot to change my Twitter icon. I forgot to turn it a different color. What uh, do you mean? Well, I mean, isn't that how you're supposed to show your solidarity for these type of social injustices? Oh, were they doing one for Ferguson? I didn't know that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, but, you know, I, oh. I just assumed that they would. I've just found that that doesn't help. Are you, what? Are you insane? I of know. Of course it helps. Also it, shows, pouring... it shows people that you're in the midst. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, uh, pouring water on your head with ice in it and saying I'm raising awareness. <laughs> now, giving some money will help, but being aware, I'm aware of every, I'm aware there's a wall beside me, but, you know, I'm aware <laughs> I'm sitting on a couch. I didn't, I, I got to tread lightly here. I got... <laughs> I have some opinions, but I can't voice those on this. No, well, I mean, you know, we have some friends that are, are, are um, you know, they, they just researched it a little bit. And they were like, yeah, we'll do the ice bucket challenge, but we're not going to donate to the ALS Research Center. We're going to donate to a fund that is looking for a cure and treatment for ALS that doesn't use stem cells of unborn babies. Now, 
this was a question that was brought up to me. Is it, are you sure it's of unborn babies or because they have a bunch of stem cells from umbilical cords? Are you sure that their research is the the fetal stem cells? Or the yeah. friends the friends of ours that had done the research, they found there are multiple different uh, organizations. It's like you know AIDS research or cancer research. There's you know hundreds or thousands of different companies and groups and whatever that do research you know why they can't all get together i don't know but the group that they decided to donate to was one that they had had looked through and made sure that they are doing research using stem cells from from like your nose and things like that you know i i just i can't help but think there may be a little bit more of a pressing disease out there or virus that we should be raising awareness of well i don't know i mean i've seen people that have lou gehrig's disease and it is just totally debilitating it right just, right uh, it's you know it's not good it's not good i had a friend die of uh, als but you know i don't think you can catch it from anybody no but how can you but you can't really how do you place an importance on one over the other Oh, well, I think that Ebola right now is what I was subtly trying to get at. I think that might be important to find a cure for because it's communicable. Well, yeah, but, I mean, there are very few people that, that live have Ebola that live, too. But there are very <laughs> few people that, like, get Ebola compared to ALS or cancer or AIDS or, you know, stuff like that. But that's why I'm saying, like, how do you decide where to put you know the, the research dollars yeah okay well there may be overall a you know a less number of people that in this world that have ebola than als right now but it's spreading at a very high rate in the past 30 days it's been over like 1300 deaths yeah i'm just saying that might be more of a priority I think it just depends on who you are. If I, if I have a child that has um, sickle cell anemia, then that's what I'm going to put all my money towards, and that's what I'm going to want as a cure, regardless if more people are dying of Ebola. You know? I suppose that's true, but I'm talking about the lay person who has dumped ice over their head. Well, but the lay, I mean, it is, a lot of it was just trendy. You know, that was the, the cool thing to do. And it can become <laughs> the cool thing to do. I mean, the hip thing. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were talking about the temperature of the ice. I want to. No, I want to make sure I'm using terminology. Understand? That I understand. The fantastic hip thing. The groovy, <laughs> the grooviness of the ice. <laughs> Never mind. Keep, <laughs> go. Keep going. Uh, I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> solve the world's problems i i forget it's fine oh oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) no the lay person i mean it can be overwhelming if you're hit with every single thing that could use money it could be yeah so this was the thing that was trending and popular right now and you know then we'll have breast cancer awareness month and money will be you know everybody will be wearing pink and you'll buy pink food and all that good stuff and that's where all the money will go there for a little while and it's it's just one of those things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
I think I'm gonna. I'm just gonna end the. I I have two. I, my opinions are just too strong on this. I can't. No, that's fine. That's fine. I did want to tell you though. Speaking of tripping in your hip <laughs> office. Be tripping, yo. I I made lunch and I sat down and watched TV for ten minutes. It was like my break today. Yeah. And I watched TV and I turned on Prices Right. This lady wanted TV. She goes running over to the to hug the announcer, not Drew Carey, but the guy that does the announcement. Don Pardo. Sure, I don't know okay. what his name is. No, Don Pardo. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Isn't that Jeopardy? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Go on. Who is Don Pardo? I thought he was the Saturday Night Live guy. Uh, maybe. No, I don't think so. Anyway, go on. Or is that that is he Letterman? Go on. Well, thank you. All right. Interrupt my story. <laughs> she goes running over to the announcer who was, was you know, holding the, not holding, but staying in front of the TV, which is what she won. There's a carpet on the ground. She trips, stumbles into him, knocks him over into the TV. <laughs> it was hilarious. Drew <laughs> Carey lost it. He couldn't get himself back together. They went to commercial. Did they? Awesome. Did the TV break? No. Oh, okay. no, it fell over, but it was so good. That would be great. So, I didn't know the Price is Right is still on. Yeah, it's Drew Carey is the host, and they have male models now, and they have different CBS stars that show up. Wow. Wow, yeah. It's, yeah. it's hip. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right, is there anything else we want to talk about before we start? Yeah, well, I'm sure it will come up later. Okay, all right. This is Marvel 616 Politics. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, marvel616politics.com. Our new website. New? As of today. What? You know that's right. I didn't even right. get to talk to you. <laughs> what did you say? I didn't even get to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it now. Ooh. We had a the, the, the whatever, the template that we were using or whatever was discontinued by the manufacturer he wasn't updating it or something or whatever darren used big words and i just nodded and said okay this looks very clean yeah yeah so we went with that i didn't even get to tell you or ask you (laughs) (laughs) Mm, yes you didn't ask me no it's (laughs) i'll hear about this afterwards no nonsense it's fine oh the real jaren mayo i love those pictures man those were great (laughs) <laughs> the wrestling and the tie and you eating a subway sandwich. So our website. Oh right, right, right. You can our website our is awesome. Marvel six one six politics dot com. And of course uh Twitter six one six politics. <laughs> Alright. It's all you. You can also look up us on Facebook at Facebook.com. <laughs> what did you say? You can also look us up. <laughs> <laughs> did I say it wrong? I don't know. What did you say? Do it again. Sorry. You can look us up on Facebook.com slash Marvel616Politics. We post every day and love to interact with our fans there, so check us out. You can also give us a call. And leave us a message with a question, comment, or witty retort that you might have to say, and we will play it on the air. That phone number is 616-755-TINA. 
that doesn't have to be the day of the show. You can call whenever you like, 24-7, and we will play that on air. You can also hit us up on Instagram. Follow us there and tell us what you think about our pictures. Our Instagram name is Marvel616Politics. And you can also look us up on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash user slash Marvel616Politics. No spaces. Um, and uh, let's let's hit a voicemail. Let's do it. Speaking of voicemail, let's do it. Ready? Go. Hey, guys. This is Kevin McVicker. Just wanted to call and ask a quick question. So what is your least favorite book out right now? What, what book do you not want to read at all? And is there a creative team that you could think of that would maybe not make that your, you know, the number one book, but would at least intrigue you to want to pick that up? So can't wait to hear the podcast, guys. Good luck. Bye. All right. So least favorite book. Now, I, now I do have to say that we have another voicemail that we're going to play a little bit later uh, during during our current events because it has to do with one of our issues that we're going to be reviewing. Um, you know, least favorite and what team, what writing and artist team, what creative team would make it one of the ones we would put on our, our reading list? Maybe not the top, but one of them. What do you, what do you think? Do you have one in mind? Uh, I originally thought of Fantastic Four, because uh, it's kind of been dragging lately. But looking at the, the titles that I want to read but I can't read because they're so bad right now. I went with X-Force because X-Force really is just tanking for me right now. And I think we need to go back to like getting Yost back on the book. Uh, he just understood the characters and he understands the X-Universe. Um, and I'd take Yost and I'd also put it him with either Andy or Adam Kubert. I think that that style of art with Yost writing... Um, would be kind of a nod of nostalgia to to fans of the olden days of the X-Force and, and X-Men characters, uh, but bringing Yost on with fresh ideas and things would, would work for today's um, casual fan. Yeah, good call. I went with... Uh... Thank you! <laughs> All right. Um, I went with Deadpool. Um, that's one I would like to read. That's one I, I did like when Daniel Way was doing it. Um, I think that I would love to see Fraction and Aja on the book. Mm. And, uh, I think Fraction, he does well with a, with a solo character. And I think he could do some quirky humor, but not over the top. Um, it'd be a little bit different Deadpool, but, or maybe even Cullen Bunn. Uh, he would do a good Deadpool, I feel like. So, and as for artist, yeah, Aja with Fraction... And for Colin Bunn, he kind of has a grittier, um, I guess the guy who does Magneto. I don't know. I don't know who does that. But the artist on Magneto, I think, would be good. That's a good a good combination. Why? Thank you. Oh well. Oh yes. Yeah, I didn't put them together, but yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, cool. Uh, if you have any other questions, uh, you can email us, like we said. You can leave us a voicemail on Twitter. Uh, we'll try to respond on Twitter and Facebook as uh, you know when we log on. And then any emails and voicemails we'll do on the show. 
Um, our other sponsors, why don't you hit us with our other two sponsors? We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Their website is crpsavings.com. Uh, what they are is a membership program, so you can save on all your your needs and your items, your wants and your desires from Office Depot. Your desires. Um, desi- hey, you know, have you met my wife when it comes to highlighters and Sharpies? <laughs> well, what you do is you go to crpsavings.com, you pay $39, and they will send you an online membership as well as a physical in-store membership for Office Depot. And everything that you purchase through Office Depot, well, 98% of their products uh, through Office Depot and online are reduced. They're at a discount price for you. Um, They also do uh, special pricing for many of their clients for items that they purchase on a regular basis. They send out a newsletter full of different savings. They're even running a, a Keurig ad right now where you can uh, get a Keurig for $29. Normally retails like for, I think, like 110 bucks or something. So it's a great gift. Um, it's a great program. It's $39 for the entire year. Uh, and you can save on everything that you would possibly want from, um, from printing things or, or purchasing things. I know Darren was actually looking at having um, – using the community retail partnership membership to make some uh, posters that he had made himself. He kind of did some uh, editing and, and wanted some life-size, you know, big old posters. So he's going to use a discount through them to try and get those made. So definitely look them up, crpsavings.com. That's awesome. Hey, when does that uh, Keurig expire? Because I might want to get one for the office. It's the end of this month. Okay. All right. Yeah, and then they also have a, a deal if you're a member – uh, $15 off a $75 order. So you can kind of get a Keurig, get some K-Cups, put it all together, and then get an additional $15 off your order. It's it's nuts. That is awesome. I'm going to have to do that. I'm just going to do it and then sell them on Craigslist for retail. Wow, dude. How, is there a limit to how many we can get? There are not. There's not. Wow. All right. I know. I know. What, what have I been doing? Everybody's getting Keurigs for Christmas. <laughs> No, really. You're getting a Keurig for Christmas. Thank you. Uh, now I don't have to buy one. Thank you. I can wait that long. Well, we've got the the, the big one that the Community Retail Partnership did a, a similar promo last September. Right. We got the huge one, and Jennifer saw this one, and she said, you know, we could maybe sell the big one and get the smaller one. Still, uh, that'd be okay with me. So I think we might do that. That sounds good. I might do that, too. And we're also sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com. Yes, MichaelWebSolutions.com is run by Darren. He does all the SEO and uh, marketing for his business. He can design a website for you, um, help do you do some great SEO work for you as well. Um, Darren's really got his finger on the pulse of different social media things like that. And uh, just look at our website. I mean, anytime it goes down... Darren fixes it like immediately and and uh, he's always on the phone to GoDaddy for us and and figuring stuff out. So we really appreciate that. So definitely check him out. uh, MichaelWebSolutions.com. So if Darren is the one running it, it's his company. Is that true? Yes. Michael Webb Solutions is uh, Darren's full time job. So who is Michael Webb? Uh, Darren's last name is Michael. 
Have you? Do you not know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I was trying to make it. Oh my goodness! It kind of fell flat. What? <laughs> Sorry. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's go on to current events. All right, current events. We got four books we're talking about tonight. Which one you want to do first? We got four books. We got four books that yeah. we're talking about tonight. Which one you want to do first? It sounds like how they talk at the salvage center. It's the salvage store down in Folsom, Folsom, Louisiana. We go over there next to a wine warehouse. <laughs> I know, I know you like your wine. I like the wine warehouse. <laughs> the wine warehouse, the salvage store, like <laughs> they are right next to each other. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I've never been in the wine warehouse, but I just imagine it's a warehouse full of wine. I'm thinking probably so. Well, we ain't too sophisticated down here, so it's probably what it is. Yeah, Louisiana. You don't is that? That's how you say it, right? Louisiana. Down, down in Louisiana. Yeah, you don't even say the Louise. No. I don't know who Louise is. Just the Louisiana. Louisiana. All right. Um, I could do this. You... I could do this accent all night. It's fantastic. Please about... don't. I will hang up on you. I'm married to it now. <laughs> well, Jared, tell you what. Let's do my original sin number eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you do original sin number eight? Original sin number eight. <laughs> no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great one, right? It is. Well, I guess it is. All right, what do you think about this book? <laughs> oh, like, it was just stinky. <laughs> what? Oh, no, did you love it? I didn't love it, but I didn't think it was terrible or stinky. I guess I was just kind of let... This was the, you know, the end of it, and I was just kind of let down. Were you sad because the first panel was a car on the moon? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was kind of weird. <laughs> I was just, it was like, oh, this was, this was the big Marvel crossover. Awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a little strange, but I mean, the art really redeemed this and you, I, I, I thought that you valued art over writing. I did like the art, but I think this, this was probably the roughest of the series. A lot of it looked maybe a little rushed. I can see that. I mean, it looked like the thing. Who is that guy? Uh, Dr. Midas. Yeah, Dr. Midas looked like the thing, huh? So, I mean, I like Mike Diodato. I, I think his he's definitely got that great gritty style for... You know, uh, his dad just died, so... Way to bring it down. That, well, I'm saying that might have affected the work if he was really taking care of his dad toward the end or really... Oh, yeah. Totally, totally. And, and yeah, I'm not faulting for it. I just didn't prefer... I just think as a as a whole, original sin was uh, you know was a letdown. So I, like I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Age of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. It wasn't like Fear itself. Yeah. What would you like in this too? I mean, it would it was closer to Age of Ultron, I think. I do too. I think so too because I think Age of Ultron had so much promise, and I feel like original sin really did too. We were really in the dark about both of them. We. We thought it was going to be this big, big thing, 
and it really turned out to be just a little drip in, drip in the bucket, you know? Right, right. Well, uh, what do you think about Nick Fury in the suit? What about him in the suit? Like, at the end? Yeah, like, does it... No, 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 no. Like, throughout the story, him in his cable outfit. Oh. <laughs> I had no thoughts about it, I guess. What did you think about him confronting... Um, well, there's... Okay, my take on this whole thing was, this whole thing is just a lead-in and a setup to other things, you know? Mm-hmm. So... They pick up Midas's hand, and that is going to lead to other stuff. The orb has the Watcher's eye embedded in him at the end, and that's going to lead to other stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Um, let's talk, before we hit the ending, um, let's talk about the confrontation scene between the Watcher and Nick Fury. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't pumped about it, like. He's just yelling at him, and and Watcher's just looking at him with no eye, and then he shoots him in the face. <laughs> like, gosh, what? Why? Why you have to do that? <laughs> well, I uh, didn't. He threaten him. He he held up his hands, and he was threatening to kill Nick, right? Watcher was. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I read it hastily. <laughs> no. Well, I mean. He's he uh he says it's it is time for someone else to watch and that's what the watcher said I have seen too much it's time for someone else to watch and then what are you doing put your hands down I'm not the enemy here I'm trying to protect the world You're you right. will not stand in the way of and then you see him raise his hands higher and he says no don't make me and then that's when you know he killed him yeah you're right you're right so he kind of forced his hand. To kill him, uh, I thought it it was interesting because the Watcher's saying his time is done and he kind of chose Nick to be the next Watcher. Um, I I liked where it ended up. I I didn't think the payoff was as big as it could have been. Um, You know, I think that this original sin, something called original sin, would be very difficult to make a big deal and, and make good unless there was a huge retcon. And so then you got all your problems with that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the, the title original sin, you would have to say, Oh, well, um, something about, you know, the, like somebody created or Wolverine and the origins of Wolverine and the origins of Captain America would be, the same or a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we saw in the peripheral titles um about them having a sister and you know iron man being able to stop the hulk from actually occurring and all these other things uh daredevil finding out about his mom that sort of thing Mm -hmm. like original sin denotes something in the past and We've seen everything, and they can't highlight it over again, so they would have to go back and retcon a bunch of stuff. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Right, so the original sin in this was, well, who did kill the Watcher? Well, it was Nick Fury, you know? And that's what kind of set this whole thing off, right? Or no? Did I get that wrong that that was the point of the title? I, I mean, I guess 
I guess that was the the point of the title. I I was thinking more so original sin was just talking about you know once his eyes exposed all the secrets of the past it was just kind of talking about everybody's original sin maybe not necessarily a particular one yeah well wait let's listen to let's listen to the voicemail real quick okay all right you're welcome mr kirby this is faithful listener aaron chappelle and i'm just calling to ask you one question if you could go back and rewrite this last event, Original Sin, how would you do it? That's all. Farewell. All right. So the question is, how would we have rewritten this? And I think it's a good question. Um, and I'll kind of lead into it. I, I think what I would have done, again, is for Original Sin to really have an impact I would have loved to have seen a giant twist and turn. I would have loved to have seen... Uh, I mean, it would it would have a retcon involved. Um, something where... the I would love to see it go with Hickman's, like, to go into what the actual reason for all the incursions would be, or something to turn out where, you know, time is cyclical, and so to break the loop that they didn't know that they were in. Nick Fury had to kill the watcher or something like that. You know, something mm-hmm. where, or the start of the multiverse, that would have been cool if they did something like, okay, well we went back to where the, there was one universe and the watcher was there and all of a sudden it broke into a million universes. And that was the start of the multiverse. And, you know, now we know that the mission for the Marvel universe or, where we're going from here, even if we can't do anything about it, is to try to get them all back together. Something like that. You know, where you find mm-hmm. out a giant secret about the origins of either a character or a plot line or the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah. What, totally. would, you, what would you have done? Uh, well, what I wrote down was, you know, I thought Original Sin was kind of boring as a whole. I like that Marvel mixed it up, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't about the same characters in this one. You know, typically uh, the crossovers involve usually like the big six, and then they'll throw in, you know, Luke Cage and Spider Woman and Ms. Marvel and a couple others, and it's it seems to always center around those characters. So it, I did enjoy that part, um, but the the characters that they did pick, you know, Moon Knight, Ant Man, uh, Gamora, Rocket Raccoon, those guys together. It didn't really mesh for me, and it kind of bored me. So, also retconning Nick Fury to being an alien hunter and only having LMDs was kind of meh. And uh, I didn't really see the need for killing the Watcher. Um, And then with all the secrets getting out, it's hard to now go back and reveal anything in the past or retcon anything in any way, shape, or form. Oh, that's, that's a good point. That is an excellent point. Because from here on out, if anything is ever revealed, like, well, this had happened, well, wouldn't we have known that? Because the eyes showed everything. So, Well, maybe, well, it, I, maybe it didn't show everything, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it, how, it, did it pick and choose what to show? Who knows? Exactly. And so then how how did it pick and choose? Like, then is that another crossover we're going to have is, you know, original sin 2. How did the eyes choose? Like, who cares? <laughs> so what I would do is if I were to rewrite Original Sin, I would really change it up totally. And I would focus on 
the sin of Iron Man and Hulk and how that was revealed about Iron Man having a key in the Hulk's um, creation. So do you you read all those? Some of them. Okay. okay. I haven't made it all the way through. Okay. <laughs> um, but what I would do is I would take that and kind of almost make it similar to a civil the Civil War. And, you know, that secret gets out and heroes take Iron Man's side in it. Heroes take Hulk's side in it. And kind of take the best parts of Civil War and World War Hulk and combine those together and have that be the Marvel event. That's even, what I would have done. Even after... Oh, you mean within or Original Sin? That's like, what. That's how I would have rewritten Original Sin. Original Sin would have been about that. You don't think that that would have been too derivative of those two events? Like, if you were to combine those two events, could you make it different enough that it wouldn't be like, oh, this is a knockoff of Civil War, or this is a knockoff of World War Hulk? I think it might be... It could be seen as a knockoff, but I think if you look at the sales numbers of those things, they were much higher than things like Age of Ultron, uh, Fear Itself, Original Sin, uh, stuff like like Secret Wars. When you get all the characters together, and it's the good guys versus the bad guys, or the good guys versus the good guys because there's an internal conflict... That's what sells books, and that's what people go back to and read, can go back and reread. I don't know that I'm ever going to hear somebody and say, man, I miss the good old days of fear itself. I just want to go back and reread that trade. Right. You're just not going to hear that. But people still talk about Civil War. I'm going to go back and reread Civil War. It was so good. I'm going to go back and reread Secret War. Um, I really liked World War Hulk, how he came back and he just went after them. You hear that kind of stuff. And so if that's the formula that's working, and it worked 10 years ago, change it up a bit, mix it up, give the people what they want, and let's just have a crossover with some awesome fight scenes, some characters battling with each other, battling villains. That's what I want to see in a crossover. I I still think it would have been cool if Nick Fury ended up being Cable somehow. No. No. (laughs) No. I like how your reaction is. Oh, oh my. No, 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 no. <laughs> They've so, done enough to ruin cable. What did you think about the the final how the final status quo, how they left it? Well, I mean, yeah, Nick Fury's now basically the watcher, right? Right, but he's not oh. gonna live forever. He's gonna die soon, right? Well, will he? If he's a watcher, I mean will do watchers die? I don't, I mean, obviously they die, but of old age, I don't know. And there was nothing physically that changed about him, right? He looked a lot different. He had a a cloak. Right, but (laughs) let's see here. Did anything physical... He has the age-defying cloak. (laughs) The age-defying cloak. The eye uh, exploded. Is that what happened? Yeah, the eye exploded. So that may have changed him. I, I'm pretty sure he's he's changed. But then also, no, is the orb the second watcher? Right. I think there might be a good watcher and a bad watcher. Who knows? <laughs> Are you a good watcher or a bad watcher? <laughs> that, that was weird, right? I mean, so then, okay, so then we have Midas's hands or hand, and it touches the snake, and the snake tail turns to gold. And then you have this weird scene with the orb and how... 
this lady i'm presuming i'm i'm just assuming that what happens is this is that this lady with a giant knife is is killing her husband it looked like it yeah okay just then this is not somebody we've seen before it's just a random person right as far as i know and then if a person with a giant eyeball for a head walks in she all she 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 doesn't scream or anything. Yeah. She says, "Well, obviously you're here to stop me from killing him." And he says, "No, I just want to watch." So basically, oh. he's just into watching terrible things. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. All right, and then we find, you know, another setup thing where somehow Thor can't pick up his hammer now. Mhm. Right? And then uh and then Bucky is on an asteroid in the middle of space and he shoots <laughs> <laughs> he shoots some alien who's gonna attack Earth. Yeah. And we see Nick Fury in a chain and with one eye missing and he's gonna be the watcher. And then we saw this little icon at the very end, that little eye. Mm-hmm. That just ruined the whole book for me. This cartoon eye on top of Diodato's art. It ruined it for you? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Just couldn't get past the eye. I want to erase it, and I want to Photoshop my book here and take a piece of the space and just cover it up a little bit. <laughs> Why? It's terrible. It, it ruins the picture. Oh, okay. Don't you think so? No. Uh, it just... You're weird. <laughs> no, I, I just can't stand this eye. It's just messing up the book for me. Hopefully that's not how I sound. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> so then we have the Winter Soldier. Uh, the new Nick Fury. Right, but like a space Nick Fury? Or he's going to be taking out threats? I mean, I but like... That's what Nick Fury's been doing all along, we found out. I like that he's the new Nick Fury. And if it was just on Earth, I think I could deal with that. Like, the super spy, right? Mm-hmm. It makes sense that that's going to be the Winter Soldier. But if it's like what S.W.O.R.D. is supposed to be, Abigail Brand, I, I, that's not going to be a good book. Well, that's what everyone has said, is how does this <clears throat> jive... I'm using words like you. How does this <laughs> jive with the, the S.W.O.R.D.? you know, existing. I don't know. I mean, it probably doesn't. You don't have an answer? I don't have an answer. (sighs) And then we're going to see a blonde girl Thor. Yes, blonde girl Thor. (laughs) I've been waiting. (laughs) And then we're going to have Angela Asgard's assassin Mm -hmm. uh, by Kieran, Kieran, Kieran Gillen. Oh yeah, are you gonna? Are you looking forward to that book at all? No. Feel coming nice? No, I I like his art. I think his art's pretty decent, but I don't know. I'm I've not yet sold on the whole Angela thing. I really don't care about Angela at all. I mean, I, whether she's in Guardians of the Galaxy or not. But what about Thor being a, a girl? I mean. Jason Aaron is a good enough writer that I can, or he's creative enough that I will read the book and just read the stories. But I'm not excited that Thor is now going to be a girl. Well, it's not Thor. Thor's still going to be around, and he's going to have his other hammer. 
Well, then what are we even doing? Did you? We talked about this on the last episode. I know, but what are we following? Well, then why is the title Thor? <laughs> is it going to be him or is it going to be this person I'm looking at right now? Well, you know what? It's going to get a lot more attention if we can announce that Thor is a girl on The View than if we don't, you know? So it's not Thor is a girl. It's the person who is holding the hammer is a female. Yes, it's going to be someone in Thor's universe, like Valkyrie or Sif or somebody. Yeah, those people who I care nothing about. (laughs) Right? I mean, I like them, but I don't... I'm happy with Thor having his hammer and just being Thor. Yeah. I guess that's what I should say. (sighs) So... All it right. Is what it is. Well, we're done with Cause, this. Because Thor's still, um, fe- he's featured in the promo stuff for uh, Axis. Oh, oh. And he's got the hammer from Uncanny Avengers. The hammer or the axe? The axe. Bjorn Bjorn. Bjorn. <laughs> Bless you. That's <laughs> uh, um, not that thing. <laughs> Okay, um, you know there's an annual coming out, Original Sin Annual, right? There is? I think so. How did I miss that? So. How did I miss that? I don't know. When is that coming out? Um. Are you sure? If you talk, I'll check. No, it's okay. We'll, I believe you. Original <laughs> Sin Annual number one. Do, 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 do. You you're just gonna. I wanna I wanna see a sweat. <laughs> October eighth. Really, a whole month. <laughs> SRP four ninety nine, but if you get it from DCBS, it's gonna be cheaper. Hmm. I I don't I did not know this. Yep, it doesn't look all that hot. What what are they doing with a an annual a month later? I don't know. Axis will already have started. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Alright, what next? Goodness gracious, I feel let down. Um we can talk about Uncanny X Men. Do it, man. Um, I mean, basically, just to summarize, Professor has secretly been keeping tabs on an extremely powerful mutant, which, and then he reveals to the X-Men, he basically lobotomized him, um, and in Professor's Last Will and Testament, which is a holographic pro- projection, he wants Wolverine and Cyclops to form a team to check in on this this mutant. Um, and then when they do, the She-Hulk is going to reveal the rest of the will to the X-Men. That was the gist of the book. That was. Uh, it kind of... It didn't seem like this huge, the huge revelation, I guess, I assumed it was going to be. I'm still interested to find out what's going to go on with the Mystique thread. I definitely want to know what's on with that. Um, But, I mean, just, it's like, oh, it's another character that's just like Proteus. uh, Or just like Legion. That's all that I saw this as. Uh, he, He didn't really separate himself as being more powerful than anybody else that Professor has come along that he would need the feel the need to lobotomize this guy, keep it a secret for you know ten to fifteen years in, in comic book time, and then have that be 
the big part of the will that he wants the X-Men to know about. I thought it was a decent story. I like how he told it. I mean, the setup might not make sense, but I like the I like the storytelling and the art is okay for this issue. Um, I'm I'm just disappointed in Chris Bacallo. Well, in general, it's very difficult to figure out what's going on, but I thought this one was. <laughs> I like that uh, we got to see different characters from both sides interacting. Wolverine's yeah. team and and Cyclops' team. You know, whether good or bad, it was nice to see them have some conversations with each other and stuff. But I was really... I, I wanted this to be good. <laughs> I wanted this to be, like, amazing. Well, you know that that guy is the same guy who either last issue or the issue before that, I think two issues ago, is the one during the scroll. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, still, I'm glad I mean, you know that. How, but how is he any different than, you know, a crazy powerful character like Legion or Proteus? You know, I'm. St- I think that um, there's a chance that when they do this, they say, okay, well, it's been X amount of years since we've done a character like this or had a story like this. We've picked up new readers, or you know, they must have a formula for their turnover rate for readership, and it probably grows over time, but. You know, to me, the story is compelling because if they tell me this is one of the most powerful mutants I've never seen, I never compared them to Legion or I never compared them to Proteus, you know? I just thought, oh, okay. Did you say Pervious? Proteus. Oh, okay. The other part of me, you know, I'm just, I'm reading, I'm trying to read between the lines that might not even be there because of all the cancellation rumors and stuff like that and rebooting and stuff. I'm like, oh, is this the way that Bendis is going to, you know, use this dimensional kid that's super powerful to destroy the X-Men or rewrite the X-Men after Excess, a- X- after Axis or, or, you know, I'm like almost reading it in a paranoid fashion. Do you, um, are those rumors still going on? Yeah, yeah, they're still going on, but, you know, it's just... I don't know how to to read my books now. <laughs> right. If like, I was to, if I were to look at this as an isolated story, I I really enjoyed it. Now, actually, out of the out of the four we're doing tonight, I think this is I enjoyed it the most. Over Death of Wolverine. Yeah. Hmm. Well, why don't you tell us about that one? Uh okay. That means you're gonna have to do Moon Knight. Yeah, I have very little to say about it. <laughs> uh, basically, we know that Wolverine has lost his, um, we he's he's lost his healing factor. He's in British Columbia, which is in Canada. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> some of our listeners might not know that, man. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. He's in New York, which is in America. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So (laughs) he goes into this this pub that he's been in for, you know, he used to go in when he was a young guy. And he uh, leaves a message and says, um, you know, if these guys come looking for me, tell them I'm at this island. So then it comes in that Nuke comes in, which is really interesting because... I thought he he was a robot. 
I can't remember the last I heard of him, but I think the last time we saw him was in Rick Remender's Captain America run. And, you know, he was supposed to be a good guy or he died or something. So I don't, I don't know. But anyway, it was cool because he got all these scars and everything. He's a big dude. He's got an American flag tattooed on his face. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, Wolverine says, here I am. Come on. And so um, he knows that people are after him, which at this point in the story, I thought was pretty cool that how he just said, OK, bring it on. And so then they start sending people and, and uh, <laughs> Logan starts killing people and they start swimming to shore on this island. And when Nuke gets to the island, there's just so many dead bodies of hand ninjas and robots and aim scientists I didn't see any Hydra, but um, I thought it was really interesting because, you know, you're supposed to think that this is the first time people are coming after him, but he he just went and set up on this island because he knew everybody was going to come after him. So then there's this cool fight scene, and I I, I actually thought it was really neat. There was nothing spectacular about it, but um, it was pretty cool. And then Wolverine... um, says who who sent you after me and it turned out that it's uh viper in madripoor so what do you think about this book i liked it i thought it was as i read it i guess there was a little bit of sadness the whole time i was reading it just knowing that eventually what we're gonna get to you know but uh i liked it i thought the art was just beautiful i agree i couldn't agree more magnificent yeah it was just gorgeous and super detailed but not so detailed that it was like i can't tell what's going on right right i just i loved the art so much and it makes it makes sense like it this is totally within wolverine's character if he's gonna go out this is how he would do it he wouldn't hole up in the school he wouldn't put other people in front of him to fight his fights for him he would go somewhere where he knew his friends wouldn't be hurt. People were going to come after him, but he wasn't going to go down without a fight. Yeah, I agree. And it's I think it's well written. I think it's well scripted. Like, good plot, good story. Uh, this is Charles Soule, who he's, he's writing a ton of stuff. Um, and McNiven. And I was really surprised that... <laughs> Paul Cornell, who has been building this through two Wolverine series, is not the person that they got to write the death of Wolverine. Mm. What a slap in the face. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks for all your hard work, you know, like two, three years worth. But we're going to get uh, this guy, Charles Soule, who's, uh, you know, he's really good. He's writing Inhuman. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get him. We're going to get him to write this story. Dude, I don't know. Like, I'm glad they made that choice, but ugh, that's rough. Maybe that, maybe the death of Wolverine has been written and he was writing up to it. Maybe. That might be true because this doesn't seem to have any, uh, any connection yet. Especially if he's going after, like, the last page we see that he's going after um, Viper who has Sabretooth on a chain. Yeah. Well, in Paul Cornell's last couple issues, Sabretooth is in a suit 
and he's the one that's really taking it to Wolverine, you know? So unless it's just kind of like a metaphorical thing where, you know, she's, he's been under her control the whole time, but it doesn't seem that way. It seems like, you know, she can do anything. It's not a manipulation thing. It's just basically a physical dominance. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to the next issue. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. Same here. I think that it, comes out tomorrow, right? But part of me is sad, though, like because you know how it's going to end. He's going to die. <clears throat> well, they had the death of Wolverine before by Mark Guggenheim. I pointed this out, and he didn't die. He's going to die. <laughs> He's not in any, anything, any promo, any blacked out, anything. I think he's going to die. I don't understand what they're doing. They're killing Wolverine. And then they're changing their top three people, Iron Man and Captain America and Thor. You know. <sighs> yeah, we talked about it. If we, We're going to just rehash the last episode. I know. I don't, yeah, I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to hang up crying. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. All right. Last one. Moon Knight. Yeah, um, so Moon Knight, Number it was seven. different. Brian Wood, Greg Smallwood. That's yeah. weird. It was different. Brian it Wood, wasn't... Greg Smallwood. That's weird, right? It, I I don't notice that stuff. I don't notice the weird eyeball at the end of Original <laughs> Sin 8. I don't <laughs> notice the credit people's names. <laughs> it's weird. Andy. What? It's weird. Go on. Um, so it was different. <laughs> I didn't feel like it was much of a story. Uh, it was like, here's a guy in camo. He's trying to kill this leader. Moon Knight shows up. They fight. But then the person that hired them was actually Mark Spector. So I don't know. It. There are some times when you can read a book and it doesn't feel like it's part of a six-issue arc or whatever. And then there are other books that you read it and you're like, yeah, they're definitely, this is part one or part two of an arc. It can't just stand alone as a comic, you know? And I feel like that's how this one was. Wait a minute. Where in the world did you get that Mark Spector is the one that ordered the hit? Isn't that what the last page said? I don't think so. That's not what I read. Yes. Let me get it. Where'd it go? It says... Okay, this is Mr. Knight, and then the phone says, Mr. Knight, Mr. Spectre to you. And then he says, didn't expect to hear your voice, doctor. Oh, I read the, the bubbles out of order. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I was like, what? Because actually, what you just said is a more interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> Now, did you read any of Warren Ellis's Moon Knight 1 through 6? No. Okay, first of all, you need to read 2 through 6. <laughs> and th they are so much better than this. But this isn't bad, though, because I think I love the panel progression. I love the, the art and the different, the, the creative uh, layouts. Um, did you like that at all? No, it was like Hawkeye. No, it, it was not like Hawkeye. Yeah, I was like Hawkeye. 
<sighs> no, not at all. Not at all. All right. So I like how the sound effects were part of the picture and everything. Like the pow. And another thing I never notice. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> okay. Did you like that he wasn't in his regular Moon Knight costume? Do you like this suit? I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I just didn't. I gave it the benefit of the doubt because you asked me to. <laughs> okay. Dude, the other... <laughs> you you really should read the other ones. At least number five, dude. You have to read at least number five. But why? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, maybe. Okay. Because I'm not behind on... 17 titles right now (laughs) it's not it's not it's a very very fast read there's hardly any dialogue okay you just look at the pictures okay (laughs) well i really liked it i the reason why i put this one is because it's brian wood's first issue he left x-men and he's moving to moon knight warren ellis is done um warren ellis's number one through number six did not build on each other at all it was not a story arc. It was a single, six single issues. Um, this one looks like it's going to be a story arc. I wanted to see the difference. I wanted to find out what the difference was going to be between how Brian Wood portrays Moon Knight with the different costumes and also is, is this story going to be told from his perspective or is it going to be told from other people's perspective? Because that's what you usually do with a Punisher or a Moon Knight comic. It's difficult to you know tell it from them uh the last moon knight comic we got it was easier to tell it from his perspective because bendis was writing it and he just said he's got multiple personality disorder so and so he you know he chose different avengers and just had them as characters but all in his head yeah um what did you think of the difference between how this was written and how x-men because he was doing the x-men title for 18 issues the, the yeah. female team i it was totally different you know it wasn't it didn't remind me of the x-men title at all you didn't see any any writing similarities or anything well i want to say no but i'm pretty sure you're gonna show me an example no 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 i i'm trying to my next question is going to be, do you think that that was on purpose? Do you think that means that he's a good writer? Or do you think that means that he's better at writing groups or solo books or or gritty, think, you know? I think Brian Wood is a very good writer. And I think every writer, every artist, every person has their time when they don't, you know, they try to execute something and it isn't executed well for whatever reason. And I think that his, you know, when he wrote um, X-Men with, like, the Storm, Colossus, Psylocke, Warpath, Domino team. Do you remember that? No. Brian Wood? Yeah. That when, when X-Men relaunched, remember, it started off as vampire stuff. And then it went into... Yeah, that was Victor Gishler. And then, oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes. And, and then they, it ended with, you know, Brian Wood. He he wrote amazingly well. He understood those characters and really kind of tugged at who who those characters were, like Storm and Colossus and, and Psylocke and, and Jubilee. 
he did a really great job with that. And then when he re, when X Men was relaunched as the female title, he started off strong, and somewhere along the you know fifth sixth issue, once they had the the crossover, I think he got thrown off and was never able to get back on where he wanted. So in the Battle of the Atom. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it. I think it was hard to kind of get his groove back, and he never quite. Because there were there were moments of that title that were good and it could have been better, but he just couldn't. I don't know if he couldn't get his groove or if he couldn't whatever for whatever reason he wasn't able to get back on on the track with it. Well, that might have been editorial. If he turns in a script and says, "Here's what I want to do," and they say, "No, you have to deal with the fallout and battle of the atom," so you have to include Karima or Ka- Ka- you know Chimera or whatever yeah. his name is, then he might have had to do some rewrites and stuff. Yeah. So and yeah, and you lose you lose Shadow Shadow Cat and Rogue from your original roster, you know, by issue five. Yep. So I I try to just say you know, give him the benefit of the doubt, of the doubt, and you know not hold it against him. I just think he was off for that title, and so I'm not really, I guess I haven't really made a comparison with one issue of Moon Knight with what he's written before. What about you? Um, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was 100% better than the X-Men, but I think that I just... The only thing that interested me about his X-Men run was Monet. And that was it. Really? Yeah. I, I like Monet as a character. I, I think that she's a, extremely interesting. I mean, uh, there's a ton of stuff that you can do with her. She's got a, you know, a cool power set, and then also her religious background, but also how angry she is and how that is uh, part of the group dynamic. You don't see a whole lot of, you know, a lot of the characters have worked through their anger issues at this point being around this long. So everything else about his, his X-Men book, it was nice to see Jubilee. Um, but I didn't care about anybody else cause they're all in different titles. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a good point. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we done with current events? I think we are. Okay. Let's go to, uh, I think, Ask Andy's next. Ask Andy. All right, buddy. You told me that you were going to... Ask me some stuff after John with Jared last time. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so some of these, Andy, are maybe a little deep. And some of them are very surfacy. Some of them are probably stupid. And others, I think, I've asked you on previous Ask Andy sections. That's fine. We That's... can do it. Now, don't get mad at me if I ask for clarification. Just say, hey, this question oh. needs no clarification. I forgot about this. I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try my best. Like talking to Jennifer. <laughs> Do you want ice cream or popsicle? Well, when you ask... Uh, which one? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, because my memory just sucks. So, like I said, you know, I might have asked you some of these before, so I apologize. I didn't want to listen to the first 71 episodes to write You now. were on a trip. You could have. Yeah, but that was like time with Jennifer. I finally got to be in a car with her and 
talk with her. It was nice. Did you get to hold her hand? Um, yeah, I did. Hey, that's nice. That's nice. Okay, Andy, what is the hardest part about being married? Um, me, it's it's going from my time to our time because I don't have much of my time anymore. And I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'll give you two examples. Um, sitting down, I would love to read comics and be in the same room with her, the unwind time. But she likes to watch TV when she unwinds before going to bed. And um, I can't read comics when the TV's on. I oh. can't. So I try, but I can't. And so then it's like I have to extend my day past when she goes to bed and then i have to stay up later so i can read comics gotcha so that's our time you know and the second example the other day i was like i just even asked her i was like would you be offended if i sat next to you and you watched whatever show you wanted and i had earplugs in and headphones on (laughs) and read comics and she looked at me and she laughed and she said no do what you want so oh yeah that's awesome that is yeah so, so I read some comics that way. You took those lemons and you made lemonade. <laughs> I like, I really like being next to her. The way we have the couch, I have to look at her to look at the TV. Like I have to look past her to look at the TV. That's how much of a sucker I am. Hmm. Now that's interesting. You might we have to call me a diagram. We we tried to turn the couch. It, it didn't work for me. I couldn't do it. How can you see through her head? Um, it's, it's, there's angles involved, you know, she's probably 90 degrees, that's probably, you know, like 70 degrees, the TV 70 degrees. Well, you know, and what I remember about Jackie, she always had a small head. <laughs> she does, <laughs> she does have a, a, a normal size, very pretty looking head. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next question. Part B. Is it more oval or circular? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I know that your your brother, Mark, listens to the show. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> so with that being said, who's your favorite sibling? Wow. They're all my favorite in different ways. My sister, my youngest sister is a little sassafras, and she always reminds me that um, it's, uh, (laughs) she always reminds me that it's great to be able to just speak your mind, and if you don't want to do something, then don't do it. Um, And, uh, and my brother, he's, he's very wise, he's very patient, so I like that about him, and I look up to him, and then my other sister is extremely creative. And um, she's always coming up with outlandish things, and she really makes me smile all the time. Awesome. Good, very PC answer. Yes. Um, with as much as you hate sharks, uh, what are your thoughts on Shark Girl? I think that she's a useless character. I, it, and this doesn't stem from me hating sharks. I think that she's a useless character because she's walking around with a shark head. She's totally unrelatable. Um, And, you know, she's good in water. I mean, like, at least Namor 
he can be out of water and she can walk around out of water, but it's just she's a stupid character. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, boxers or briefs? What do I like or what do I wear? What do you wear? <laughs> what do you same. like? What? It's the same. What in the world? Boxers. What do you really do for work? <laughs> you mean like, what does that question mean? Like, what is my job or what do I really do at my job? What is your, tell us what your, what, what is your job? I am a director of workforce development at a oil field safety training company. So what I do is run a department that, administrates training and grants for unemployed, underemployed, incumbent workers, and veterans. That was really well said. Thank you. Good job. Um, Andy, you have three daughters. I do. What, what are your honest thoughts on not having a son? Um, I, I'm fine with it um, because... At this age, I think it would be very difficult with the amount of crying that the girls have done <laughs> since they've been alive. If my son cried that much, I would have a hard time with it because I would be like, this this child is supposed to be a man. Mm. You need to quit crying. You know, but at least I can be like, ah, they're girls, you know. I gotcha. Um, based off of our conversation last episode, if you could be an animal, what would you be? What does this have to do with our conversation last episode? What are we talking? Well, I'm asking the questions. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought I was asking the questions, Andy. <laughs> um, I like giraffes. They're cool. Not what you like. If you could be an animal, what would you be? Um, I think a giraffe. Okay. <clears throat> and what would your animal name be? Jeffrey. Of course. Very uh, unoriginal. <laughs> if you could change one thing about Miss Jackie, what would it be? Um, she underestimates herself. So I would change that to either accurately estimating herself or overly <laughs> estimating herself. <laughs> All right. Favorite 90s comic or comic book series and why? Oh, man. You cut me to the quick, sir. I wasn't reading in the 90s. But I know you've gone back and read a lot of stuff. That's not true. Okay, I do not know this. <laughs> Favorite 2000-ish comic book and comic series, or comic series? Um, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Volume 2. That's uh, like the 36-issue run, right? It is, yeah, yeah. Somewhere around there? Yeah, yeah. All right. No, 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 no. Hmm? No, it's 58, is that right? Yeah, something like that. Scott will Scott will correct you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't have time to Google it right now. He posted something on the Facebook page. It was like, I love listening to this and then shaking my head at all the things that you guys say wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Is it what? I was like, Scott. Oh, if I knew where you lived, I'd burn he's, it. <laughs> he, he's 
he's like twice our age. Like he's been reading forever. Oh, Andy, he's not. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. <laughs> he's he's about forty. Is that correct? Yeah, I thought he was like thirty-eight or thirty-nine. Yeah, that's that's not. Too oh, this guy's gonna get you. <laughs> You're gonna be getting. Is he putting out articles? What's going on? We have we secured him for his writing ability yet? We have not. Okay, Scott, if you're listening, <laughs> I mean, I'll give you, I'll I'll give you something. I have a Rubik's cube right here. He just won the Facebook contest. Woohoo! Yeah, we got 1,400 likes, and we picked from people that shared our status to get us likes, and he won. Wow. Was that so he, a fixed thing? Was it? I mean, how did he win? He had he had more entries than everyone else. Oh, okay, that's. He shared it multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. And there were actually um, the last two people that got us, you know, thirteen ninety nine and to fourteen hundred were his friends, his two friends. I got to tell you, I got. I mean, I I. It's quite an honor that him, that he of all people still likes to listen to us, because. You know, we say stuff that we disagree with him, and he disagrees with us all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, I want to thank the, the the guys for calling in, McVicker and uh, Aaron. Uh, I was wondering about Aaron. I'm, I'm glad he's still around. Well, he started off his voicemail with, you're welcome, Andy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I assume that I'm welcome to, you know, if I ever need to go to, I think he's in Pennsylvania. If I ever need a place to stay in Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm welcome to his house. Well, good intro into the last question, number 10. Why won't you move to Ohio? (laughs) Because I don't have a job there (laughs) that can support my family. And also, you got all that crazy thousands of people going to the hospital thing over in Cincinnati. Ooh, thousands of people going to the hospital? Yeah, the all this youth, they're getting cold so enough to get them to the hospital. Have you not been keeping tra- track of this? It's mm-hmm. a enterovirus or something like that? No. I mean, okay. Ain't no way we got time for that. <laughs> Bronchitis! Well, my buddy is looking for uh, to hire a landscaper. I'll check the phone book for him. I think he's, I think he's, you know, based on your skill level, which yours would be high. Right. Because I'm very good at landscaping, yeah. Well, because you have a lot of land. <laughs> uh, I true. think you might get like 12 an hour. That's pretty good. That's uh, that's a little bit of a pay cut right now, and I don't necessarily know if I could support all five of us, but I'm sure that Felicity could work. I think so, too. (laughs) And we've talked about selling your kids anyway. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, I often think about... Selling your kids. (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) This podcast, when I die, (laughs) I I think about who's going to come back and listen. Like, my girls growing up saying, we have all these recordings of dad, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wonder... I wonder he was if, so weird. What? He <laughs> oh, was he so was a, weird. Yeah. I wonder if I've said things that like they would be like, oh my goodness, I never knew my father. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I have a game I want to play with you during this segment. Okay? Uh, we'll see. 
Okay, no. Because on the itinerary of our schedule, yeah. just so everyone knows, it says, special segment that I don't want you to prepare for, LOL. <laughs> right. So if it involves doing voices of characters, I'm not doing it. Okay, I, first of all, you do voices of me all the time. Well, yeah, because you're real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Never mind. Did you really do talk like this? <laughs> That's just rude. That's just rude. <laughs> See? Sounds just like you. I don't think so. No, it doesn't sound like you at all. Okay, I am going to... Okay, you are going to be matching writers with titles. <laughs> oh, gosh. What would you like me to give you? The title or the writer? The writer. Okay. All right, we're going to see how you do. I got a lot here, but we're going to we're gonna see. Okay. How long is this game? You can't... <laughs> Is it a game or is it just let's make Jared look like an idiot? How long is this game? <laughs> okay. They got gonna... a lot of titles here. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, we'll start out easy and, and see how you do. Okay. Paul Cornell. Wolverine. Good. Jason Aaron. Wolverine and the X-Men. No. No. Jason Aaron? Yeah. What are they currently writing? Uh, X-Men. No. <laughs> uh, Wolver- Jason Aaron. I don't know. Thor and Original Sin. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to start out easy. I Jason missed. Aaron! How is that hard? I know. That's why... I Didn't he used to write Wolverine and the X-Men? Yes. All right. So I'm not crazy. Yeah, five months ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian Michael Bendis. Uncanny X-Men. And? All new X-Men. And? Guardians of the Galaxy. And? He writes something else, too. Uh, you got all the good ones. Does he write an Avengers title? No. Angela? <laughs> no, he's writing Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, that's not a 616 book. Okay. Uh, Al Ewing. I have no idea. I don't even know who that guy is. Okay, Mighty Avengers and Agents of Asgard. Oh, yeah. Okay, alright. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman. Avengers. And? He writes two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Hickman? I don't know. New Avengers. Oh! Yeah, you knew that one. I did. They both read similar. Yeah, you, you knew th- you knew that one. Well, I'll just give that one to you. Okay. Okay, Dan Slott. Amazing Spider-Man. And? Superior Spider-Man. No. Spider-Man 2099. No. No? Nope. I don't know. Silver Surfer. Dan Slott writes Silver Surfer. Yes. Is that a question? All- I thought Mike Allred, he's just the artist? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, Mark Wade. Daredevil. Good. Anything else? Oh, yes, he's going to be writing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, that's right. Is that a 616 title? Yes. Okay. All right, uh, Peter David. All new X-Factor. Okay, and? Hulk. Nope. He writes another title? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Spider-Man 2099. <gasps> Blast. Blast it. Okay, Greg Pak. Storm. Good for you. <laughs> okay, uh, Hayden Blackman. Uh, I never heard of him. Avengers Undercover? Electra. Oh, that was my next answer. <laughs> you were supposed to say no. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Christopher Yost. Amazing X-Men. And? It's amazing. <laughs> Does he write a Thor title? No. Oh, he's writing Thor 3. Right. And New Warriors. Oh, yeah. That got canceled. That's a bummer. Did it really? Yeah. That is a bummer. All right. Uh, Gary Dugan or Duggan. Punisher. He doesn't even have a book right now, does he? <laughs> Punisher does have a book. And it's by Gary Dugan. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Gary. Oh, Gary. We're Jerry. Uh, Gary or Jerry. It's G-E-R-R-Y. It's probably Gurry. Gurry Dugan. Gurry Dugan. Dugan. I love him. Uh, he is writing a book for Marvel called Avengers Undercover. No. No? <clears throat> What's he writing? Deadpool, Nova, oh. Hawkeye vs. Deadpool, and Hulk. Holy cow. <laughs> Get that guy a nap. Okay. All right. Charles Soule. Charles Soule. We just talked about him. Right. He writes X-Men. No. He writes... Yes, he does. No, no, he writes Death of Wolverine. And? Uh, why do all these writers have more than one book? One is enough. Uh, Avengers that are, are undercover. <laughs> <laughs> Inhuman and She-Hulk. I knew Inhuman. I did not know She-Hulk. Okay. Uh, Dennis Hopeless. X-Force. <laughs> no. What? No. Dennis Hopeless? What's it rhyme with? <laughs> Revengers <laughs> Bunder Bluffer. Avengers Undercover. Yay! <laughs> All right. All right. Simon Spurrier. X-Force. Good. All right. Chris Claremont. Nightcrawler. Wow, I'm knocking him out of the park now. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Rucka. Cyclops. Good. Um, Rick Remender. Um, Uncanny Avengers. And? Another Avengers book. No, Captain America. Oh, yeah, the, the Dimension Z thing. Yes. All right. Uh, we have a few more I would like to get your take on. James Robinson. Um, Hulk. Nope. That was Gary Duggan. Incredible Hulk. Nope. Superior Hulk. Nope. Uncanny Hulk. Don't don't give up. Come on. Oh, Indestructible Hulk. <laughs> no. That's not a title right now. Amazing Hulk. <laughs> Fantastic Four and All New Invaders. Peter Parker Hulk. <laughs> All right. Matt Fraction. 
Uh, X-Men. <laughs> he doesn't write X-Men anymore. Matt Fraction. He writes Iron Man. He writes Hawkeye. He hasn't written Iron Man in quite some time. But he used to. Yes, he did. Okay. I'm going to pick the ones, the rest of them, that you will know. <laughs> that you Hold should on. know. Bombing on this game. Okay. Mark Guggenheim. Mark Guggenheim writes... I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Iron books Man. that I know that you read. Oh, X Men. Yes. Okay. Jason. <laughs> I'm books that you read. Jason Latour. Jason Latour. He writes a great book for Marvel that I've been reading. <laughs> um. <laughs> but it's so great that sometimes I just want to keep it to myself. Right. I don't know. Uh, Jason Latour? Wolverine the X-Men. Oh, you're right. Good job, Andy. Well, I have them in front of me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so... turning this around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Colin Bunn. Magneto. Yes. All right. Let's see what else here. Uh, do you know what Peter Milligan's writing right now? He is doing art on Silver Surfer. No, that's Mike Allred. Peter Milligan is writing Savage Wolverine. Uh, All new dupe. Oh, that no 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 no. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. You we're gonna go down the list, and you tell me if you know any of these guys. Alan Davis. He writes the new Hulk book. Yep, Savage Hulk. Good job. Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Avengers um, in space. Thunderbolts, right? Thunderbolts. Kelly Sudaconic. Ms. Marvel. Captain Marvel. G. Willow Wilson. Um, Ms. Marvel. Good. Sam Humphreys. Oh, I know what he writes. And it's on, I don't know. Legendary Star-Lord. Nick Spencer. I do not know. Superior Foes of Spider-Man and Avengers World. I didn't know he wrote Avengers World. Oh, yeah. He's doing a good job with it. I think he's been writing on it since the beginning, actually. Uh, Nathan Edmondson. I don't know. Black Widow and Punisher. Okay, uh, okay we have Brian Wood, Scotty Young, Carr Andrews, Ailes Cott, Felipe Wait, Smith. That's and, too fast. Well, I mean, I just stop me if you know any of them. Brian Wood writes Moon Knight. Right on. Scotty Young, Car oh, Andrews. Rocket Raccoon. Good. Car Andrews. Don't know. Iron Man. Iron Fist. Fist. Ailes Cott. Who? Ailes Cott. That's not a real person. <laughs> he writes Secret Avengers, and he did write Iron Patriot, which just finished, I think. Uh, Felipe Smith and Kieran Gillen. Don't know. Felipe Smith is Ghost Rider, Kieran Gillen is Iron Man, and she, he will be writing the uh, Angela. Okay, okay. All right, not half well, bad. That was fun. Well, it was fun, but really, I just wanted to see how how much you pay attention to like what 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 you value when you read a book. You know, like when you pick it up, is it the cover? Is it the artist? Is it uh, you know, who's writing it? Because usually I'm like, okay, well, who are the characters and who's writing them? And that's what I care about. 
And mine is who are the characters and who's who's the artist. Interesting. Very cool. Do you think you could have done uh, the artists with these or no? No, because you're probably going to have to do that next. <laughs> I, I'll tell you right now, I probably can't get many of them. Except I'm going to do books from 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> For 200. Who was drawing Uncanny X-Men 2004? Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, it was probably that's that was during uh, Morrison's run, wasn't it? Oh, so Frank Quitely or Bacallo. Frank Quitely, Chris Bacallo, Phil Jimenez. Jimenez. All right, you want to do State of the Union? Yeah, let's do some State of the Union. The State of Our Union. Well, sir, you are quite the good sport. Thank you for humoring me. Hey, no problem. All right, what you got? I'm just excited. Andy let me produce a section of the podcast. (laughs) I'll let you do a ton more if you want. No, I don't want to do any more. I didn't think so. All right, State of the Union. Uh, The Vision (laughs) costume was revealed for Avengers Age of Ultron through a poster at an international uh, licensing fair. And then uh, Sideshow Collectibles, uh, the, the art that they're using to make their products was leaked. Did you get a chance to look at this? I'm trying to look at it now. Are you on our Facebook page? I'm trying to open up the web browser now. Okay. Well, you know, maybe some research before the show would have really helped. This. Yeah, 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 that sounds like something. So, so what did you think of it? <laughs> I thought it was it, it'll work. It's pretty close to the comic book. He's got green, he's got yellow, and a red face. I'm good with that for Vision. Trying to look at it right now. Does that color schematic sound good to you? Where did you post it on here? It's at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Right, right. You can look in the photos. Photos. I'm going to have to find where that is. All right, just imagine Vision, but as a a movie character. Right. Does that sound like that would be something that would be... Oh, happy? interesting. Here we go. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I think this would be cool. I like it a lot. It kind of looks like a, a Iron Lad type face. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Vision when he was hanging out with the Young Avengers. You know, his suit was a lot more green than yellow. The Young Avengers? When was this? When he was running that team with Iron... With uh, the Hawkeye Girl and Cassie Lang. When when Whedon was... Or when... Uh, oh, what's his name? Heidelberg was writing it? Yeah, and Vision was with them. I don't remember that. I remember him being Iron Lad. Or the two different people. They're two different people. I'll have to go back. That was a good run. No, but I'm looking at this right now. It's really cool. I like it. What what do you mean or what makes you say it'll work? Oh, because it's not like here's Vision and he's gray and black leather Uh, and a robot. Oh, boy. That's not not Vision. Right. 
Well, I mean, why aren't you more excited than it'll work? Oh, well, because, I mean, it's not exact. You know, it's not exact 616, you know, with the yellow underwear on the outside. But this will, this is close enough to vision that I'm like, yeah, that's my vision. That works. Huh. I gotcha. I like it. I think it's going to be good. Who's doing the voice? Paul Bentley? Or who's doing the acting? Yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah, I think it's really going to be good. And speaking of uh, Marvel Cinematic Things, Captain America 3, the title is going to be revealed in a couple of weeks. And the Russo brothers, who are directing it, said that the title of the Captain America, dot, 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 the title is going to change the Marvel Cinematic Universe like the Winter Soldier did. As in, you know, it was the downfall of Hydra, the downfall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and kind of changes the landscape. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to... When's the release date for that? 2016. Okay, so 2016. So we got the rest of... So we got... Okay, so about two years. So that means that they can establish a new status quo on the S.H.I.E.L.D. show. And they can also do the Daredevil show. Is that going to be 2015? Yeah, the Netflix shows will be out. Avengers 2 will be out. Ant-Man will be out. Okay. So they have a lot of status quo, so it won't be change after change. But the only problem is it'll be the same franchise that's doing both the changes, you know? Well, but that's to say that there's nothing that isn't going to change radically in Avengers 2. That's true. But the Russo brothers, they said, if you were to walk into our office, there's a comic book in there that the title would give away what we're doing. Probably the death of Captain America, I would think. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it might be Fallen Sun. Ooh, Fallen Sun. Hmm. Because of his death, you know, whether whether it be the death of Captain America, Fallen Sun, whatever. But that kind of also goes along with the rumor for Avengers 2 that Cap is going to assemble a new team of Avengers. Well, what does that mean? Well, I mean, if you look at the... We've got the main six that are returning from the first one. Right. They're adding Vision... Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and then there are rumors of Black Panther, Ms. Marvel, Wasp, and Ant-Man, along with Falcon and War Machine, or, who are also confirmed for the movie. That's a large cast. They're confirmed for Avengers 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were both spotted on the set. Black Panther was? No, War Machine and, and Falcon. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I really liked... Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. So that's just a large cast, even without the rumors of Ms. Marvel and Black Panther. Right. We already know that Wasp and Ant-Man are appearing in their movie. Right. And with the confirmation of you know War Machine and Falcon coming back, plus Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and Vision being added to the movie, who are also confirmed, that's a large group. People are saying that it might be you know, a, a sort of a West Coast Avengers group. So why why are they tying it to Cap assembling them? Well, that's just the rumor from the script that Cap assembles them. And then there's talk that maybe some of these people from this group appear in Captain America 3 to help him go after finding the Winter Soldier. Oh, interesting. Which, you know, that could make sense. Originally, you know, in Cap Winter Soldier, which came out today... Um, you know, it had Falcon and Black Widow and Captain America in it. Fal- uh, Hawkeye was originally in it, but Jeremy Renner couldn't do it because of scheduling conflicts. 
So that's almost a mini, you know, that's four member team right there. Right. That could happen for cap three, you know, could have those, those four and then maybe add a couple more kind of be a street level Avengers type team. I didn't know Renner was supposed to be slated for that. It was just announced this past couple of weeks. The Russo brothers said that he was written in and um, detailed the scene that was going to take place and uh, with Hawkeye li- pretending to listen to S.H.I.E.L.D. and have to fight Captain America, but then looks at him and says, you know, we're being watched, but I'm on your side, but you have to punch me in the face so they think that I'm still with them, but I'm really with you. Uh, but Jeremy Renner, I guess he had other stuff that had to be done, so he wasn't able to be in the movie. Interesting. Oh, I know. I would love to see that scene. All right, so what else you got? All right, so we got uh, just kind of close out with the Marvel Cinematic stuff. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is officially the highest grossing movie of 2014, and it's slated to become Marvel's third biggest grossing movie of all time, only behind Avengers and Iron Man 3. That That's so strange to me. Like, Avengers makes sense that that's, you know, that that's up there. But Iron Man 3 was not that good, and... You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, it was all right. It was fun, but it wasn't like a fantastic film. Well, I mean, it's not ranked on quality. It's it's ranked on what's made the most money. Right, but what I'm saying is ticket prices haven't gone up. So either word of mouth or promotion is what led this, right? For what? Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Well, they just did it right. I mean, Marvel took a gamble, and they went for it. And they proved everybody wrong, but the Marvel formula, the Marvel machine is just kind of unstoppable. Right, but you don't know that before you see it. And so people are, it's riding the coattails of other Marvel movies saying like, oh, that was fantastic, I'll go and see this one. Or it's the promotion of the trailer and saying, oh, that's funny, I'll go watch it. Or it's a lot of repeat business. I mean, I'd like to I'd like to know exactly what's behind. Well, there's some other variables with it, you know, it was the kind of the it, it and Ninja Turtles were the last big summer movies that came out at you know August first and the following week Ninja Turtles, and nothing else has been released that's even come close to knocking them from the first or second spot because the you know the summer movies that's when all the big movies come out and everybody's at the movie theater. Right and now, now we're getting into Oscar season. So with the word of mouth and nothing else being at the theaters, <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy continues to be number one weekend after weekend after weekend, and there's no competition whatsoever. Oh, People that's are still going to go to the movies. And with Guardians of the Galaxy getting such rave reviews for being a, a funny movie that you don't have to see the first nine movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> and you can still get it, Yeah, people are loving it. You know, You can walk into that and don't know who Iron Man or Hulk are. And you get this movie. That is, that's a lot of good points. You, you, it's, it's. When we went to see it, there were tons of kids in the theater. So you have to look at Marvel's mar- marketing too. They're focusing not on Chris Pratt, who is basically the star of the movie. But you watch the trailers, and they're looking at this raccoon and tree. Yeah. You know, are they still showing trailers for it? Yeah. Yeah. Really? And it hasn't even been released in China or Japan yet. Oh, wow. Either that or it just came out in Japan and China's like next week or whatever. But, you know, you've got this bright green lady that's running around. Chris Pratt tells a, 
a joke. You get this the 70s and 80s music along with a, a, a raccoon with a gun and a, a tree that only says his name over and over again. And you see John C. Riley as well. People are like, this is an action comedy that we haven't seen for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, the way you describe it, it is a it is a fun movie, you know. And you said you had a really good point, you know, writing the coattails that Marvel has established itself as a brand that when you see those red letters, the the red sign and the white letters come up at the beginning of the movie. Unless it's a Fox movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what we talked about. There's it's you know, when a Marvel movie comes out, especially one from Marvel Studios, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm going to go see it. I have to make time to go see it. Yeah, which is totally different from any other any other production company out there. You know, yeah. like I don't say. I mean, I may say it was syncope with the with Christopher Nolan, but nothing else. I'm not going. Oh, a new Sundance film. I'm going out there or Skydance no or whatever. What? I said no way. No way, man. Marvel's like the only. Yeah, we talked about this last time. Marvel's the only company that that has that. You know, and multiple franchises that really kind of build into just one. It's wild. It's they're wild. Like, they're writing. They're writing history. They're writing the book on this as they go. You know, it's like all uncharted territory. Yeah, and they're doing a good job. I mean, they're they're kicking DC's boot them. Okay, now let's hit some comic book state of the union, and then we're gonna wrap this baby up. Okay. Um. So we had some anti-bullying variants. Were you able to take a look at those? I saw one. Uh, no, actually, I saw. I probably saw more of them. You posted them on here? I did. All right. Tell me about it. That's what they are. They're anti-bullying variants. Yeah, so why are we doing this? I think it's just another... I mean, Marvel's super big on variants, you know. And this is kind of... Like you were saying with the ALS challenge... Yeah. Anti-bullying is kind of the the thing, you know, right now. So they're doing some variants on it. I liked I thought they looked cool though. You know, I have my own thoughts about the message behind it, but what I do thought you, it was creative. What do you think about the message behind it? Oh, I'm not going to go into that. That's it's kind of like what you and I were talking about earlier. You're like, I've got these opinions I really want to share, but we're going to be talking for like two hours on it. Yeah. I'm probably right there with you, man. And, you know, I know that... I know that bullying can be a problem. Sure. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that admittedly I don't understand in this world. and But the constant is that people are going to be mean to each other. That's all how it is. But I don't understand what Marvel is doing getting involved in this. I don't know why they didn't do uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge variant covers, you know. Um, oh, they're probably coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this this obviously has less of a gimmicky message feel to it. I'm not saying it's not gimmicky, and I'm not saying it's less of a message than ALS awareness. But, you know, it... Marvel constantly, we've talked about this before, they're trying to be on the edge of uh, social progress and yeah. social justice. And I guess this is the new thing. I mean, uh, you have a Pakistani 
you have Ms. Marvel, and that's doing well. But, you know, like, if it was doing poorly, then they could ramp it up and say, oh, everybody hates it, and it's because it's the Pakistani, and they're not, but because everybody's accepting it and doing well, they have to find something else. You know, like, mm-hmm. they constantly, it's great PR, and that's it. And they have to ride a PR train. Sure. You know, you got you got great publicity, but you need social or uh, corporate responsibility is a, is a new thing that has been in vogue recently. Yeah. So, I mean, they are very pretty. They are nice covers. <laughs> I like the Guardians of the Galaxy cover variant. Uh, Star-Lord is kind of a joke, though. I think that kind of takes away the punch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of like, oh, ha, that was funny. Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. Hulk is is weird because Hulk is comforting the child and the people are still laughing at him and Hulk just looks like he's sulking around instead of like them being afraid of him. You know, and the, the Groot and rocket raccoon one is good, I guess. And the captain America one is good because that shows, you know, Hey, you need to lay off this kid. Don't physically abuse this kid, but man being left out and being laughed at is a lot different than being punched in the face all the time. Yeah. I don't but know. That's, yeah, I gotta, I gotta not say anything. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't want to draw you into a conversation that. <laughs> no. So, I, I we also had the death of Dum Dum Dugan. Did you what? see that? No. Yes, it was revealed in Secret Origins. That he actually died in 1966, and all this time, the Dum Dum Dugan that we thought we knew was an LMD. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Where was this? I just said it was in Secret Origins. That we what book is that? It's the one that's running alongside, uh, not Secret Origins or Original Sins. Oh, Original Sins number five. Yeah. I'm, oh, I haven't read it yet. Ah. Oh. I got smart with you and then i was the one that said the wrong thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i just spoiled that for you though so sorry about that yeah i was probably gonna read that tonight it was i'm probably i'm that that's that's shame yeah so he's dead and then the life model decoy finds out that he was really not the real dumb dumb dugan and kills himself oh so we don't even have that character anymore what is this marvel doing (laughs) what not like he was a pivotal character, but like, ah, you know what? The old regime are getting rid of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. What in the world? <clears throat> and guess what? Nobody's going to be bullied. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of a cool idea that Dum Dum Dugan finds out that he's not an LMD, or that he is an LMD. But, I mean, didn't we just see that in Original Sin with some of the Nick Fury LMDs? Yeah. And so... You know, I mean, it was always like, well, how is he still around type of thing. Yeah. But, okay. All right. And lastly, Stephen Wacker says there's no fan interest in an X-Men animated series, so there will not be another X-Men animated series. Who were they asking? Oh, you know what? What? I don't know if this is no fan interest. Maybe this has to do with the Fox thing. Oh, it totally does. 
totally 100%, but that was the reason that we were given. Oh, no, that's ridiculous, because, I mean, they would capitalize on that, but they don't want to... Oh, no. Oh, that's that's terrible. Do you think maybe that they gave a fake reason? Like, I'm saying it like it's a fact now, but do you think they would give a fake reason as to not cause panic about their books being canceled if they decided to do that? Oh, yeah, because Marvel's never even come out and said that they've got an issue with Fox and all that stuff, you know? Mm. But for for them to say that their best-selling property has no fan interest, that's ridiculous. Like, it's uh, insulting is what it is. Well, you know, are we seeing more of characters like uh, moral characters and, and representatives in the Avengers uh, with social issues than we are in X-Men nowadays. Like, I mean, it, I, I think we saw more of X-Men social issues back in the nineties and the early two thousands. Yeah. But, you know, it seems like with the movies, the new role models have been the Avengers and Spider-Man and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Because, I mean, if you're going to do an anti-bullying variant, the first characters that come to mind would be the X-Men. I would think so, yeah. (laughs) And they're the ones that didn't get any. That's so weird. It's not weird. The writing is on the wall, man. No one in their right mind would laugh at the Hulk. It's just, it's... I was just, I read that interview that he gave and... I, along with everyone else that read it, just had to pick our jaws up off the floor. Because it's just not true. Yeah. So. Uh, That is the State of the Union. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for bringing me down. Uh, (laughs) I tend to do that every episode. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, this is Marvel 616 Politics. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website. New, brand new website. Marvel616politics.com and of course on Twitter at 616politics. You can look us up on Facebook.com slash Marvel616politics. You can give us a call, leave us a message, and we'll play it on air. 616-755-TINA. You can look us up on Instagram. Our handle is Marvel616politics. And the same for our YouTube channel. Uh, We are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com where you can order all your preview issues two months in advance and get 40% off on all your Marvel titles. They also have a sister site, In Stock Trades, which is fantastic. I think everything on there is 35% off, and all the trades are in stock. Uh, Go there, and uh, any orders over $50 for In Stock Trades are free shipping, and you get, and I tell you what, your books come in pristine condition. That's awesome. That's great, man. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's great. That's great, man. No, it, it it totally is. Like they just they've got great customer service. They they pack their books properly. Uh, you just don't really have to be concerned about what's going to show up at your door with discount comic book service. So I was agreeing. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, we're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Their website is www.crpsavings.com. They are a membership-based program for all of your needs through Office Depot. For $39, you can have a lifetime membership and save on every purchase you make 
through Office Depot. So check them out, crpsavings.com. And lastly, we're sponsored through Darren's business, michaelwebsolutions.com. For all of your internet and SEO needs, check out michaelwebsolutions.com. Michael Web Solutions, 1B. 1B. <laughs> all right, man. I think that's it. Uh, anything else? No. <laughs> well, in that case, until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. Feeding. Yep. It's not Five. it's not fat free Oreos. It's not what? Fat free Oreos. Oh, I'm done with those. Why? I'm getting back in shape. They're fat free. Yeah, but they got calories and a bunch of sugar. I knew it was too good to be true. <laughs> what are you eating? A uh Nature Valley Trail Mixed Fruit and Nut Granola Bar. Chewy. Awesome. And I'm dipping it in a little bit of honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a ton to drink and a ton of cranberry juice. So uh, I might have to pee during the show. <laughs> I was just thinking about that today. How one time I had to stop and I had to run across the building. Do you remember? No. Because you had to pee? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>